Changemakers, welcome back to the Engage for Good podcast. I'm your host, Allie Murphy. Before I dive into the intro for today's episode, I've got a quick update for you. The podcast is taking a summer vacation, and after today's episode, we're taking July off and we'll be back in August. episode, I'm joined by Carla Deegan, Senior Manager of Community Marketing at the Coca-Cola Company, and Ian Wright, Global Gaming Community Manager for the USO, to talk about their long history of partnership and most recent P2P gaming fundraisers, which if you're not familiar, stands for peer-to-peer. In 1941, the USO and the Coca-Cola Company became partners during World War II. Since then, the ways in which they support service members has changed, but their goals have not. Carla and Ian are going to dive into how their partnership started, how it's evolved over time, and what's led to their recent P2P fundraisers. Speaking of those, since Military Appreciation Month in May of 2021, they've partnered together on three peer-to-peer gaming fundraisers that have raised $400,000 for the USO. $200,000 of that is from fundraising, and the other half is through Coca-Cola's dollar-for-dollar match. In today's episode, we'll explore how their gaming platform is both a fundraiser and a mission delivery tool for USO, how Coca-Cola's involvement grew from a simple match and logo into a true partner on this initiative, why the partners chose to work with smaller influencers as opposed to large creators, four things you can do when you work with creators, how gaming fits into Coca-Cola's CSR and business goals, and how this is all elevating Coca-Cola's brand presence. And with that, Let's dive in. Hi, Carla and Ian, and welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hello. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. I'm glad to have you both. It is a beautiful day in Sunny Bend after three weeks of rain, so I am a happy camper. So Carla, would you start us off by telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do at Coca-Cola? Yeah, absolutely, Allie. Thanks for having me on. Um, well, first and foremost, it's a beautiful day here as well in sunny Severna Park, Maryland. It's my three kids' last day of school, so that's really exciting. Woohoo! Um, yeah. Um, I, um, first and foremost, am a marketer. I have 20-plus years of marketing experience, um, 10 at the Coca-Cola company. And really what I do, as you said, I'm in community marketing. And, and what that means is I think I have probably the best job at the company, personally. <laughs> um, I love that. I, uh, I get to work um, and really lead our relationships with our heritage nonprofit partners. So partners that we've really had decades of history with, and in some cases, even founding partners like USO, Special Olympics, and National Parks Foundation. Um, we also partner with Boys and Girls Club and Children's Miracle Network and so many others in our stakeholder space. So basically, I get to wake up every day and think about the best ways that Coca-Cola can impact these amazing organizations and their mission. So that's, that's what I get to do, which is wonderful. That sounds pretty sweet to me. Yes, I love it. Ian, on the, the other side, what are who are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. And then for our listeners who aren't familiar... What is the USO and what do you do there? Uh, let me let me start by saying I'll start with the USO actually. Um, so the, U- okay. the USO is an 81 year old military nonprofit. Um, our core mission is to connect military to family, home, and country, no matter where they are, 
anywhere around the world 24 seven. My role is the global gaming community manager. So um, the USO has recently in the past two ish years gotten into the gaming space um, through, uh, through Twitch and and fundraising to creating and hosting events and uh, tournaments for our military and supporters, uh, celebrity meet and greets, uh, professional gamer uh, and professional gaming organization opportunities all through gaming. So we're just connecting the military through the power of gaming. Um, Mm -hmm. I am a actually an army veteran. I'm a military veteran. I served in the U.S. Army for four years. And so I actually used USO services while I was in the military. And so um, the, the the core mission of the USO is super important to me. You know, my, my very first job interview I had with the USO four plus years ago, um, I mentioned that I... Uh, I was deployed and applying to college. And the only place that I had uh, a good internet connection and a phone was when I went to the USO centers. So, um, so for me that the USO mission is, is super important and vital and necessary. And I'm just incredibly proud that I get to work uh, for such a great organization doing something that I love because as I am a, a lifetime gamer, as well as an army veteran. So the mission is just perfect for me. I'm so excited to dive into this episode and to hear more about this partnership. So let's kind of start at the beginning. Carla, your partnership began back in 1941 when the USO was founded during World War II. How did your partnership start and what did the early years look like? Because I'm guessing it was pretty different than what you're doing now. Yeah, um, gaming did exist then, but not in the same way as today. So um, Mm -hmm. we'll touch on that in a second. But really, our partnership really started in the heat of World War II, you know, when um, our president at the time, Robert Woodruff, he issued a directive that everybody in uniform should have access to a nice cold Coke for a nickel. And regardless <laughs> of where they were in the world, right? So bringing sort of that taste of home and, and really that, that, that comfort um, that the USO has provided for so many years, as, as Ian just so beautifully described. Um, and then at the same time, USO was being formed. Literally, it was kind of in lockstep. So General mm-hmm. um, General Dwight Eisenhower requested that Coca-Cola send 3 million Coca-Cola bottles to the Allied front in North Africa to boost morale, right? And wow. after so that, cool. he said, I know, it's so cool. Um, after that, he said, hey, uh, and I also want enough material to produce that much twice monthly, like basically asking to set up makeshift bottling operations, if you will. So this ultimately launched our international bottling business. And as at the same okay. time, USO was really coming together that same year to support the troops in the war. So they were setting up makeshift centers around Europe where troops could stop in for a break and a taste of home and of course, an ice cold Coke. So at the beginning, we actually were doing a few things. Um, within these centers, right? Making sure that our troops felt loved and felt that connection back home. And one of the things we did was we actually partnered with Milton Bradley and um, we created special versions of board games at the time, right? Um, So you can kind of see where this is going to evolve, which I thought was really cool. And we also (laughs) did things like we created branded sewing kits. So a version for each one of the services at the time. And of course, provided ice cold Coke. um, where these senators were popping up across Europe. So that was the beginning years. Wow. Okay. So that's the beginning. And a lot of time has passed since then. What are some of the things that have changed in your partnership? Yeah. I mean, that's a big question. I know <laughs> some of them. It's, you know, 81 years. It's pretty amazing. But 
I would say, you know, not necessarily changed, but definitely evolved, right? So okay. um, no question, we're still bringing Coca-Cola to USO centers globally um, around the world to deliver the taste of home. And honestly, those moments of happiness, whether it's a, a pop-up um, uh, barbecue at a recent deployment, or it's, it's, a, it's a USO airport center, we are there basically where the USO is. So that part is still absolutely holds true. And I'll say we've evolved with the USO and I think the USO has evolved with Coca-Cola. So what I mean by that is, is the USO continues to bring moments of happiness through entertainment in particular. Um, Mm -hmm. We've been there along the way to kind of serve up Coca-Cola talent and other sports and entertainment opportunities. So the way we think about gaming, I mean, think about that Milton Bradley, you know, partnership with Monopoly and things like that. It's just an evolution of bringing um, the comfort and keeping our troops connected back home. I think that's a really good point that you haven't lost how things started and the original kind of impetus for that, but have really just evolved it to the times and what's happening now. And also the fact that you can evolve alongside each other over so many years and still create incredible programs is a huge feat. Like that's a big congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about entertainment. Ian, can you talk to me about the evolution of entertainment and how you've landed on, well, I think you've had gaming all along, maybe. I remember some mention of calling cards once upon a time. Tell us what this evolution has looked like. Like, like Carla mentioned, en- entertainment is, um, is, has been a core uh, mission, mission delivery uh, for, for the USO since, since our founding. Um, you know, sit, sit, we, we were sending actors, singers, and entertainers to the troops in Normandy right after the invasion. Right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we've, we've been doing it for a long time. Uh, when I talk to a lot of people about the USO, um, especially the older generation, they'll always say, oh, USO, Bob Hope, because they remember the Bob Hope shows from the Vietnam era. And I think that's just absolutely incredible that we have that lasting legacy and memory. Uh, so entertainment has always been a core component for us. And gaming is just kind of the next step in that process, right? Um, but yes, we've always had gaming. We, we, the, the board games have always been incredible. Um, and we've had gaming at our centers uh, and at our ba- at bases all around the world, even when deployed, we've had, you know, Xboxes and Playstations and Nintendos in, in those centers. Uh, but mm-hmm. we've, we've now moved further into the gaming space and we've we've started uh we've started venturing out into esports and creating organized tournaments and competitions for our service members to play in that are service member exclusive um and and we combine that with traditional entertainment so i think one of my proudest achievements so far at the uso was last year in partnership with the nfl we actually did a tournament for the video game madden uh the the, the nfl okay. football game and we did a tournament uh for xbox and for playstation so we had two tournaments with the same goal they were military only across the united states and the winners got an all expense paid trip to the super bowl with a guest so oh nice we we, we took we took gaming and we incorporate it with that traditional element of, hey, like we'll send you to a football game, we'll send you to the Super Bowl, but you have to do it through gaming. And we created, we had, we had, um, you know, hundreds of participants. Um, we, we, it was basically a month long, uh, tournament with multiple opportunities to compete and qualify. Um, and then, yeah, at the end, we, we sent, 
we sent two service members plus their guests to the Super Bowl. They actually got to hang out and spend time with um, Rob Gronkowski, John Vray Hopkins, Michael yep. Parsons, uh, some really big NFL talent. Got to meet them, uh, talk with them for a little bit, and uh, and, and then got to go to the game and experience it. And so um, we, we're just we're we're using gaming to kind of push and promote USO programs even further. One of the things that that's bringing up for me, Ian, is that. A lot of organizations, I think, use gaming or peer-to-peer fundraising in the gaming world to raise funds, which is absolutely important and it is needed. And what I like about this is you almost take it one step further or I guess one step back because you're starting with the mission delivery. Like your service members are playing the games and you're also raising funds. Yeah, I mean, for for us, it's always about mission delivery, right? Uh, we're a nonprofit. It's no secret that we mm-hmm. need donations to survive, obviously. So fundraising is super important. Um, but at, at our core, we are a nonprofit. It's mission delivery. We exist for a reason. And so um, I think it also kind of shows that we're not just jumping on the bandwagon of, oh, video games are cool and there's there's money to be made and, and funds to be raised through peer-to-peer. Um, gaming is incredi- a strategic alignment. Exactly. Gaming is incredibly popular and important to our service members, and we want to go to where our service members are. Uh, and so a lot mm-hmm. of, and a lot of people say, oh, yeah, that yeah, sure. Oh, that young generation coming in, those 18, 19-year-old privates that are joining the army, they love video games. And correct, they do. But so do the 35-year-olds that have been in the military for 15, 20 years that They've been gaming this whole time, and the USO is now catching up to them and trying to offer services where they are. And it's one of the coolest things for us is seeing uh, seeing this older gener this quote unquote older generation. They're, they're the same age as me uh, that are that are <laughs> that are playing video games in the military and are now bringing their kids to USO gaming mm-hmm. events and are introducing their kids to gaming, a passion of theirs through the USO. Uh, and so that's, that's been really, really exciting to kind of see that that new up-and-coming generation get introduced to USO services to know that they know that we're there for them as family members and that we're trying to create cool content and opportunities for them to enjoy. Okay, let's talk about strategic alignment a little bit more. Carla, can you give us an overview of Coca-Cola and gaming? Where is the strategic alignment in this? In my mind, you're a beverage company. We're talking about gaming. How does this ladder up to your CSR and your organizational goals? Yeah, no. Um, we really love this campaign um, simply because of the mission impact it delivers for the USO. And if you think about Coca-Cola as a branding, as a marketing company, we've always aligned our brands with Consumer Passion Point, right? So we want to be where consumers are connecting, whether it be sports, music, arts, movies, and of course now gaming. We want to be there and we want our brands to have a unique role. So for us, Um, gaming really provides a platform where so many people are connecting. They're unlocking new experiences. They're driving innovation. So many amazing fun things are happening. And we want to be part of that in those moments. So to me, our partnership with the USO fits perfectly into our mission of refreshing the world and making a difference. Because gaming for our servicemen and women has really become a way to connect our military with their friends and family back home. So to be able to leverage gaming as a way to fundraise on top of this, deliver that mission impact, and have Coca-Cola play as a brand, play such an important role is the absolute ideal way for us to get back. So let's talk about a little bit more about the partnership and the campaign. You've hosted three game gaming fundraisers together now, if I'm correct. Ian, can you tell us a little bit about them and what were your goals? Uh, 
the goal was to make money. No, um, the, the, <laughs> okay. the, 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 I mean, at, at its core, it's a fundraiser, right? I mean, that that's the goal, but th- there was so much more to it. Um, and it was, it was kind of really cool to see the goals actually come to fruition organically. So, so one of the most important things for us was to, besides raise funds, get the USO's name out there in gaming, right? To let people know that mm-hmm. to, that we are we are using gaming to fundraise and to introduce a potential new audience to the USO's services and history and story, to let them know that there is a nonprofit that has been supporting our service members since 1941. And we've been doing it with the help of people like Coca-Cola, right? Of excellent groups like Coca-Cola. Um, and so it was to get our mission, our story out there and let people know and to let people know that that, an organization as great and huge and successful as Coca-Cola is on board with it, right? That they're there supporting us as well in this mission. So uh, Coca-Cola actually matched uh, every donation made dollar for dollar during these campaigns, which is a huge endorsement for us to let people know that Coca-Cola has our back, that we, that we all have the backs of the service members and we need your support to do it. Um, so the the first campaign was was uh, really great. It was it was very successful, and it was obviously in partnership with Coca Cola. So the second campaign we did, we actually had another corporate partner um, uh, on deck to do it, and um, and there there were some you know there there were some issues as as it goes with people are are coming to agreement with terms and things, and so it, that that agreement kind of moved to the side, and we were scrambling because we had all these streamers and communities and fundraisers ready to fundraise for us and. Uh, we we didn't have this match that we had been telling them there is a match and it's coming from this corporate partner, and uh, this one community that had had been really successful and raised us I think about twenty five thousand uh, dollars on their own. They said, "Well, could you guys go ask Coke to do it? Because we <laughs> we really liked working with Coke and it was really cool and we want to do it with Coke." And so we you know we we kind of I think I say we but someone on my team went to Coca Cola I think kind of with hat in hand and said would you mind? And Coca-Cola stepped up and said, not a problem at all. And so they came in and they matched every dollar for dollar race uh, for, for the campaign. Um, for one that they weren't originally they, 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 going it, to Literally on. like the day before. I'm not, I'm not joking. Mm-hmm. Like we went and like the day before and Coke was like, yeah, we got an 81 year partnership, 24 hours. What, what's no problem. Let's do it. And so. So why do you think, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting, but I'm curious. Why do you think your community was adamant about it being Coca-Cola? Was it because you'd already done one together? Was it because of other things that it influenced? Was it the history of your partnership? Do you have an idea? And maybe you don't, but I'm curious. I think it's all the above. Gen- genuinely, okay. I think it's all the above. I think it's, uh, I think because um, it's, I mean, frankly, it's very cool for a streamer to say, hey, I'm I'm working with Coke. I'm partnering with Coke. You know, they're, they're a colossal global brand. I think probably the most recognized brand in the world. So it's pretty cool for them to be able to say that. Uh, but then it's mm-hmm. also, it's cool for them to say like, hey, like, the USO and Coke have been doing this together for 81 years, and I get to be part of that. I get to be part yeah. of it. And when we hit 82 years, I was I was part of that 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 relationship, part of that 82 years, and so I I get to say, oh, I, I worked with the USO and Coke to support our service members. So I think they get a little bit of that brand buy-in as well, which was really important mm-hmm. for them. And and then it was even better because when we so that we we were planning a third campaign, and we said okay, guys, hey, we went to the streamers first and we said, we're going to get a corporate partner. We don't know who it's going to be. And the this, the, the, this one community, that's uh, the, the World of Tanks community. That's It's a very popular um, uh, PC game, World of Tanks. And it's it's not the developer themselves. It's just members of the community who play that game. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they, they're the ones who have been working with really closely with us and raising a ton of money. Uh, they actually went out on their own and and kind of made a video kind of, 
asking Coke and challenging Coke oh to come back and, and be the third. Like they said, we want to do a trilogy, come back. So they all made, they made videos of them drinking Cokes and cheersing and saying, come on, Coke, let's do it. Like one more, one more, let's do it. Uh, which is, I mean, you, you can't buy that, that brand endorsement and that buy-in into, into a campaign. Like it has to be earned. And I think Coke stepping up for that second campaign at the 11th hour kind of showed that like they literally, they put their money where their mouth is like they, they genuinely believe in the campaign. And so I, I think that helped a lot. And, and then spoiler alert, Coke came back for the third one. And so we got to do the trilogy. <laughs> they were really excited. Yep. Um, and, and, and it was, it was a massive success. So it, it was really cool to see that, that brand buy-in. So you, the first one was in May of 21. Number two that they came in on was December 21. And then you just wrapped another one up. I think totally what's, Total you've raised is about four hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, give or take, uh, four four hundred thousand dollars. Um, just for clarification, it's two hundred thousand dollars from our from our community and fundraisers, and then two hundred thousand from Coke as the match. Yeah. So, what are some of the things that you've changed from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two? Something that maybe you thought worked well that actually didn't, or something that kind of came up organically, and you're like, "Oh, we should continue this." I think I think the biggest change was was shifting our focus from going after large content creators with huge audiences and kind of hoping that you you cast a really wide net over a bunch of people and those people will hypothetically give more money. Um, we 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 tried that and we actually shifted away from that and we started focusing on uh, quote unquote smaller content creators that that have smaller but more passionate and dedicated audiences uh, that that really believe and in, in supporting the content creator that they that they watch um, and that they they enjoy their content, and it's much easier to work with the smaller content creators and kind of have them tell their story, right? Their elevator pitch mm-hmm. of of why the USO mission matters to them and why they're fundraising for the USO and why they're getting involved and why their community should be involved. Uh, so shifting from that. Let's focus on big names and hope that big names bring in dollars to let's have really targeted, dedicated viewers and streamers and content creators that know that either know the USO mission, have used it or or support it and want to be and want to be involved in this in this magical thing created by USO and Coke. Okay, I want to dig into that a little bit more because I think there's this belief that if I land I being an organization, if I land a really big fish, I'm gonna call it a big name influencer who has a huge following. Not that that's the only thing, but that's going to really help my campaign be successful. You went the opposite direction and you shared why that worked for you. Is that something you would suggest to other listeners that are entering this space or maybe who've been in here for a while but are wanting to try something new? Every Everyone's organization is different uh, and everyone yeah. has different goals. But I would say that to me and in my experience with with our campaigns and having seen how other uh, charities have done their campaigns, I would say that to me, it seems more successful um, and more genuine. Uh, I think I think anytime you see uh, a celebrity or anyone endorsing a brand, sometimes it can come across as like, okay, well, they paid them or they bought them off. And you know, mm-hmm. that that's never that's not the case for us, right? That's that's not what we do. We we have people who genuinely support and believe the mission. And I I think that that earnest fervor, that support really comes through and it really motivates and energizes um the their their viewers and and potential donors. I see Carla nodding her head. Carla, let's talk a little bit more about influencers. How do you set them up for success? Yeah. Cuz there's a lot that goes into this. Like what do you do to make them successful? Yeah, just to kind of um 
I think add on to what Ian was saying, I yeah. think especially in this campaign, I think when you think about influencers, it's 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 all about the engagement versus the number of followers, if you will, right? We always want okay. to look at engagement scores with influencers, micro or macro, oh, way over, you know, the number of followers. So kind of the same exact thought process. For us, I mean, look, you can't buy the videos to kind of bring us back, right? And the um the absolute uh, authenticity that those streamers brought by saying, we want to partner with Coca-Cola. What we did, um, we knew we had something very special here, especially from an ambassador perspective, from a word of mouth perspective. So we wanted to recognize that. And I think um, in, in the first two campaigns, we showed up with our logo, um, with the match, of course, but from a branding perspective, we showed up with our logo in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen. And we mm-hmm. knew that these folks were so passionate about the campaign that we wanted to really partner with them and thank them for all of their efforts and make them feel very special. So we basically set out and we developed um, highly custom U.S. ambassador, USO ambassador kind of gaming ambassador kits or aka influencer kits if you will if you're in, if you're in the marketing world but yeah um really highly custom kits with their screen names pool shark and little blasty blast and wookie monster and in the kits we included a lot of things that would honestly bring them joy but also would be really fun for them to to thread through in their stream if you will so we gave like them tattoos and hats and keychains and shoelaces and custom bandanas with their streamer name. Um, we also, oh, fun. yeah, we gave them each, we gave them two custom Share Coke bottles. So Share Coke with Pool Shark one and Pool Shark two and with a bottle opener so that Pool Shark could enjoy a Coke on screen if he wanted. And of course, he could, he could put the one, the other one on his desk if he wanted to save it, which was really cool. Um, we also gave them USO sparklers to celebrate when they hit their goals. So we really tried to give them everything that they may want or need to celebrate the game itself. And honestly, Mm -hmm. for us to be able to thread through USO branding, the iconic USO branding and Coca-Cola branding on Twitch in that way was really, really special. So it was a brand play for us, no question, but it was also I think a way to express our support and um, really just appreciation for what these gamers are doing and these streamers are doing for the cause. So I love the creativity behind these and the the things that make them smile. Like, okay, here's one Coke that you can use on screen, but also you may want to keep one. Or if we just gave you one, you might not want to open it. So here's two. Are there kind of thinking on the other side of the kind of mission delivery, the importance of the work that you're doing. Did you give them talking points? Like, how did you get them up to speed on the importance of this, why to be involved and how to talk about it? Yeah. Um, it, you know, we, we have, a we have, um, your, your, for your marketing term, influ- your influencer kit, right. Your influencer deck, mm-hmm. right. Just like you would have kind of like a press kit on a website, you know, for, for press, yep. uh, it's the same concept. We have, we have, uh, talking points, we have numbers, we have metrics, we have uh, mission delivery statistics, um, and, and talking points and blurbs that, that are all available for, for content creators and influencers and anyone who wants to stream and fundraise for the USO. It's, it's a, it's a fundraising kit, but it's, it's a streaming kit. So it has all the talking points and then it also has, um, 
custom USO overlays that they can actually, you know, graphics they mm-hmm. can put on their screen that have the USO logo. Um, that that they they'll have a we have a bar that you know like a a, a long bar that that'll show how much money they've raised if they want to incorporate it into their stream and everything. So um, we we tried to make it as open, easy, and accessible as possible for anyone who who might know the USO but need to know kind of more talking points about it or who don't know more. the USO but they 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 like the mission and they want to get involved. Um and I would say that that you know they're they're definitely popular and very successful. Um then and I think our our the our fundraisers and ambassadors are kind of proof of that. Uh and I would also I would I would I would hate to break a smash Carlos dreams but i will tell you that zero percent of those people who got boxes are drinking those cokes none of them are they i because i've asked them and they were like they were like are you are you kidding me i'm keeping this forever you can't drink this this is and they are they they have them sitting behind them now on their streams with their with their name because it's very cool to see a coke bottle with your streamer handle written on it you know it says pool shark sitting there and 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 it's it's a very unique opportunity for them and i actually one of our gaming ambassadors um a guy by the name of fab he's a coast guard veteran uh um, he he streams nice. and, and he fundraises and and does content for the USO. Um, his dad actually collects Coke bottles, and so he got to give his dad. He did get to share a Coke in that regard. He got he he kept one on his desk behind him when he streams, and then he gave one to his dad. So it was it was kind of a really cool moment for him to be like, hey dad, like you know how I play video games as a job? Well, look here here <laughs> is here is my video game name on a Coke bottle for you to have to keep. Right. And it was, it was a really, really cool opportunity and a kind of cool moment that, that came organically out of it. And you have me, you have me brainstorming for what we're going to do the next time around. Like, I mean, how do we, how do we customize it even more? Right. Like that's, that's awesome. Um, well, we certainly tried to, um, set up a situation where they could enjoy one of their custom bottles, but I get it. I get it. <laughs> it was well-intentioned. Yeah. And, and I will say one other thing, um, Just it's just a plug, two, two quick things. One, um, we worked with a tiny, tiny shop um, to put these influencer kits together. And as Ian described, definitely um, the, the communication to each one of the streamers was there. But within these kits, it was a special note on top of the box for each and every one of them referencing certain things that they may have done last year or in the last fundraiser. So super custom. And as a matter of fact, actually, um, the the agency that we worked with, it's called Gifts for the Good Life. They actually just posted on Instagram today. So if you want to go out, it's at Gifts for the Good Life. They just posted what we did today. Total serendipity. I, I texted them and said, did you know we were doing this podcast? And they, they of course didn't. But I wanted to give them a plug. <laughs> The other thing I wanted to say too is, um, and this is kind of um, test and learn for Coca-Cola. We also, um, we talked about this a little bit at the beginning of the podcast, our Coca-Cola Bite um, beverage that we launched through our Coca-Cola Creations innovation platform. But as part of that, when we kicked off the campaign, we also sent out a custom email to all of our 1 million um, Coca-Cola loyalty database members calling all gamers, really talking about this campaign and inviting anyone um, in our database who may want to engage and be part of this campaign uh, to be a part of it. Because anyone can go and join the USO Gaming fundraising campaign. And we wanted our consumers to know that and have that information as well. So we're still kind of tabulating and looking at the results of that. But I think that was another really cool ad that we did for this, this third campaign. 
and mm-hmm. we'll, as we continue to evolve it. So we're nearing the end of our time. And I want to ask both of you a challenging question, which is if you had to pick one piece of advice, maybe not your absolute top, but like one piece of advice that comes to mind that listeners could walk away with, what would that be? Maybe I'll turn it to you first, Ian. Yeah, um, it's it, I'm cheating here because my one piece of advice is like five pieces all wrapped up into one. Uh, but it's it's I'm sensing a theme. Yeah, with you. yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, it's I, I didn't tell you. I, I I talk a lot. I should have told you that before we started doing a thing with talking, huh? Um, the my my biggest piece of advice is that fundraising is an active task. It is not it is not a passive thing where you simply say, "Okay, go raise money for me." You need to create those fundraiser and influencer kits. You need to show brand endorsement uh, behind the fundraisers. One of the things that I do is uh, the USO have a Twitch account that we stream content on with our gaming ambassadors. I might be on there. We might have different celebrities on there creating content, but we have a Twitch account, a verified the USO. And I will go into every streamer that I possibly can, if they have one viewer, if they have 10,000 viewers, and I will go in on the USO brands and I will say, hey, Thank you for fundraising for us. And mm-hmm. every single time, 100% success rate. It doesn't matter if they have one viewer or if they have 10,000. Oh my God, the USO is in here. Oh, that's so cool. You guys are in. That's so awesome. And they get excited. Their viewers get excited. And then stick around. Two minutes, you're right? Stick around. Talk with a couple people in chat. I promise you someone's going to say, oh, USO, I use your services. I love you. Or my dad is a veteran or something like that. And you say, hey, awesome. Thank you. Right. Engage with their chat. Talk a little bit about gameplay. And then you can move on. You don't have to be there all day, but just to engage. And, but you're showing right, up. Right. Show up and show show up and show out and say, hey, like, I, I thank you for doing this. I'm here with you in this in this moment. Right. And it, it has a really, really, really big impact. Mm-hmm. I like those. Carla, what would you say? Yeah, I mean, I, I really couldn't have said it any better. It's it's really for this campaign, I think it's really developing that one to one relationship with those key ambassadors or influencers, right? It, it's super important. Um, the loyalty is there. And I think, like we just said, I mean, I can't wait to see how we can evolve the specialness of these kits and, and how do we grow our relationship between Coca-Cola. So everything Ian's describing um, Coca-Cola can have a seat at the table and, and create just as much magic. I, I think we're going to be creating a bottle for someone's dad next year. You know, if you think about what we were just oh talking about, please. right? Like it's super cool. And that's what we should be doing is how do we, how do now that we've, we've done um, sort of this, this one-to-one touch point and we're creating a really genuine relationship with these streamers, how do we evolve that and continue to make sure they know that we're engaged, that we care we're showing up, we're listening, um, and, and just continue to create that relationship. And I think that's, that to me is my biggest learning with a campaign like this is the importance of that one-to-one and the, oh, I'm and really the fun ex- part, right? The fun parts too. Yeah. I know that I'm really excited to see how this continues to evolve over time. Maybe somebody's dad is getting a Coke bottle <laughs> with their name on it. So I'm curious to see how this evolves and what you learn. But for now, if people want to learn more about the Coca-Cola company, Carla, where can they do that? Yeah. So um, visit coca-cola-company.com. So we can, it, it's a really great resource to learn about all the ways that we're getting back um, and learn about all of the different work that we're leading in the social impact space. So Coca-Cola I'll include that company. in the show notes. 
show notes at engageforgood.com. But Ian, what about you? Where can people learn more about the USO if they'd like to do that? I'm going to stay on brand and I'm going to give you three different links, but they're all very, very similar. The first one is just uso.org. Please go there just to learn about the USO mission, ways that you can get involved, uh, learn about what we do around the world for our men and women in uniform. Uh, Then uso.org slash gaming, if you want to learn about our gaming program and get involved with us through gaming. And the last one is uso.org slash play it forward. That's our current ongoing campaign uh, fundraising throughout the year. So if you'd like to donate or even better, if you'd like to fundraise for us uh, on, on a gaming platform, please get involved. And there are plenty of ways to connect, connect with us through there. Well, we will include all of that in the show notes, which you can find at engageforgood.com. Carla and Ian, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast and for sharing the, the ins and outs of this program and how you got from World War II to where you are today. The Engage for Good podcast is produced in partnership with True Story FM, engineering by Pete Wright. Music this week is by The Light Boys and Rex Banner. If your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, we hope you'll consider doing just that for our show. But the best thing that you can do to support Engage for Good is simply to share the show with a friend or colleague. Thank you for listening.